1: in-between holiday special. I'm Jeff Hawkins. With me, as always, Chris Novembrino. Chris, Merry Christmas. How was uh, was the family?
0: Uh, Christmas was good. Uh, The family was good. This was a pretty chill little Christmas time. I got to meet one of my mom's uh, friends from volunteering, Adam, and Adam is a very nice guy. He apparently has listened to some Don't Worry, and that was cool. And Otherwise, like, i I really enjoying spending time with my parents as I get older. Uh, we, things were maybe a little bit more testy when my dad was always working and not home as much. And now that, you know, the time has shifted and, you know, his time availability and stuff is shifted, uh, my relationship with my parents keeps getting stronger and stronger. And I value that. That's, that's a real gift. And, well, you know, it's the little things. They say that, but when you can actually appreciate the little things, you're much richer.
1: Uh, agreed. Um... A little house cleaning here. We're going to do one show also next week because uh, it's still kind of the holiday thing. And uh, who knows if I'm going to have time to watch all these shows again. Um, I had an experience, though, on my way home last night. I flew Christmas night back home so I could be at work today. That I've never experienced. You, you know, when I, I flew Southwest, and you know that statement of uh, in exit rows. If you are not able or willing to help anyone else, I have—I just experienced for the first time. Are you the
0: person who's not willing? No,
1: but I—my first time seeing someone go. Oh, I'm not gonna—I can't help people. And <laughs> had to go reset herself in another part of the plane. I was like, wow. I was like number one, how do you not know? That, that has the purpose of the emergency exit. Do you think just, oh, I'm going to go sit Don't somewhere? Don't you have to pay more for the exit rows now? No, 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 no. In Southwest, you you get to pick your seats. So if you oh, get yeah, on there right. early enough, you can sit in an exit row if you like, and then you volunteer. And this woman was in the A group as well and sat down in the seat and then was informed she was in the exit row as if she didn't know And then she goes, oh, no, I'm I'm not going to help anybody. I'm going to be pushing my way off this plane. She literally said that. She said, I'll be pushing people out of my way. Wait,
0: if that's actually your goal, if your goal is to screw over the other passengers and make sure you're the sole survivor, why wouldn't you want to do the exit row and then do the double turn? Like, no, screw you guys, and then hop on the slide and cut it on the way down.
1: I swear it was the most fascinating thing watching this woman come to the realization that she was not willing to help anybody while sitting in an exit row.
0: I, was it a moment of moral clarity? Did you actually like look at her face as she realized, wow, I'm one of the bad people?
1: She was just like, well, you know what? These other people can help. I'm going to be trying to save my life. And I was like, well, I, I'm all for the honesty. But at the same time, I was just like, is this your first time on a plane, lady? Have, have, have you never been here before? What <laughs> the I mean, I'm just watching this in shocked amazement I'm go this this is a Southern California person obviously because that would also be the thing because because like they'd be trying to help the pets off before any of the people
0: <laughs> sure sure you, you know I, I need to talk about something else I need to get something off my chest here okay we we had we had a moment here today where you and I got called out as fake fans of the wild boar
1: all right all right hold on that, that is correct, Joe Lanza, who we are in a fight with. I, you are in a fight with. I am just amazed that he pulled the. No,
0: you are coming along with me. He, we stick
1: together. He pulled the scolding know-it-all fan routine on us, like 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 the like the New Japan purist fanboys when when they finally got American TV. Like you're not a real fan of New Japan because you didn't follow the mid '90s. Shono Muda stuff, you know, that, that thing, called us out on the wild boar Mike Hitchman fandom because we did not know about his attack run.
0: Our pure fandom.
1: Our pure fandom pure. yes, of one the wild boar Mike Hitchman will not be dissuaded or discolored. It runs deep like a river. By Joe Lanza, who's probably cranky from putting together children's toys on Christmas Eve still. And taking it out on us
0: just because you have yeah just because you have to put together Christmas toys or whatever it is Joe don't take it out on the wild boar fan club member one and member two okay, and, I, and get in line I, I, and, and actually you know what no Joe, Joe Lance is allowed no Joe Lance you know is allowed. what you I rule
1: I appreciate the voices of wrestling flagship and their coverage of you know, all the tiny little Japanese promotions in gyms and tiny British promotions, including the majors, you know, they do a full, complete thing. You don't see us attacking them for going into our lane for attacking the Leviathan known as WWE. But to say that we are not wild boar Mike Hitchman fans, that's that's just it's scurrilous. It's a, it's a bridge too far. It, it's libel. Yeah, it is a bridge it. too it's a, far. It's a blood it libel. Is. No, it's not. It's not. It, it not.
0: is a blood libel. <laughs> it, it, this, no, you know what it is. This is a take it to the grave situation. How so? I, it, it just <laughs> is. This is, just, <laughs> this is not one that I'm letting go of, and neither are
1: you. I know that. Uh, I I enjoyed the the tag match on WWE UK um, with our man the Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman. And the primate, whose name I can't remember right now because I'm not a real fan. <laughs> um, I, you know we're, what?
0: We're not part of the primate fan club. We're not. J. On, Melrose. Not on the That's list of the that. name
1: I was trying to remember. J. Melrose. The primate. J., J. Melrose. And wild boar Mike Hitchman took on Zach Gibson and James Drake. Mike Hitchman fought admirably. He fought bravely. He fought with a man who thinks he's a primate. The animal kingdom lost. That's what I want this tag team to be called. But I have fallen in love with this tag team as well. as long longtime listeners of Shake Them Ropes may know, I love me a good mid card heel tag team. I loved me some barbarian and Dick Slater. I loved the New Zealand militia. I loved the the sheep herders when they were in the NWA. I I loved uh who who else can I name? Uh uh Jack Victory and John Tatum. I, I liked uh Bad company. I am all about the mid card heel tag team. This is my new mid card heel tag team. I like the revival. I love Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman, and Primate J. Melrose. I want them to be pushed to the moon. They were just great. Hitchman made Zach Gibson and James Drake look like a million bucks. That's all you can ask. Naturally. Naturally. That's all you can ask for a pure professional, the likes of the Wild Boar, Mike Hitchman. Shake them ropes, favorite NXT UK wrestler.
0: Have we talked about my passionate love of Hollywood John Tatum? I'm we a have big, not. big fan of Hollywood. No, I'm a big fan of Hollywood John Tatum. Are I you? Think his, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am. love John I Tatum. He's, he's really, really good. No, he's uh, he's a great. Comical, over the top heel, like the California Kick is is a great little move in his moveset. I love all the martial arts stuff. His facial expressions—he's got like a Will Ferrell type of bendy face. It's great.
1: The the whiny, the kind of the whiny braggart heel, who, yeah. then, who then becomes a coward when he gets hit. I love I love the t- his his in a uh, Jack Victory's tag team. I-, I thought they were great together, and I liked him as, in his short-lived run with, in the UWF with uh. Hot stuff in Hyatt International before he got booted out in that turn, but uh, yeah, no big big John Tatum fan here as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I watched a lot of him in uh, Global Championship Wrestling. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, No, he's great. You guys should look him up if you've never watched Hollywood John Tatum. Please do yourself a favor because he is he is a pro's pro. Um, some interesting stuff happening on Raw and SmackDown uh, that were not in the spoilers. Vince McMahon as Santa Claus has announced that there will be a women's tag team belts coming in 2019.
0: It was so nice of him to give that to us.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's just one set of belts. I'm hoping they don't do two.
0: Why would they only do one set of belts?
1: (coughs) Because there aren't enough women's tag teams to justify a set of tag team titles on both shows.
0: No, I I get that part, but it just seems really weird with the women split up on the two different rosters. And, and I'm with you. I, I think that there there's just... In order to have the talent level deep enough to justify a tag division, you really do need to merge the women's yes. roster into yes. one pool. I agree. Um, we've, we've talked about that before, uh, but I, I don't know if there's any signs that they're going to do that.
1: No, and I think it would make for an easier... Tag team division because you'd have lots of options and you can always take a couple singles players and put them into a tag team and give them a nice little run because you have, I mean you have the iconics you have Bailey and Sasha I I still think I think the if it's only one set of belts I think they put on the iconics to get the heat over Bailey and Sasha knowing that people want Bailey and Sasha to be these tag champs uh, you could always do you could always do a run with Nia and Tamina. Somewhere in there, you could do... I mean, there, there's a lot of... Oh, uh, Mandy and Sonia.
0: Asuka and uh, Naomi.
1: Uh, I don't know if they're a team anymore. I, well, I, I, it,
0: our, yeah, I, I guess it's sort of unclear still. I, I They did cut away from that one little friendship moment that they had, so I, I don't know what the deal is. That's did true. That you could do that.
1: I'd be for yeah. Asuka and Becky as a tag team. I think they'd make sure. a great little team. Um. Yeah, I, I think you need a bigger women's division to do that, and I don't know if expanding both rosters to fit in two sets of belts, because look, they haven't taken care of the men's tag titles. I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to take care of the women's tag titles.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the weird all-over-the-place consistency in the women's division. It can be very, very good, but but they don't always have uh, complete attention on the division, and things get lost in the shuffle.
1: Two really good matches on Raw this week. Uh, the Revival lost in their tag team title match versus uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. But there is the controversial finish that um, that the wrong guy, the the illegal man, was pinned. So this could be uh, grounds for a rematch. This is the best the, the Revival have looked since they got called up to the main roster. Did a lot of the old school... Double team type moves. Um, had a couple. They've had a lot really... of matches
0: with Chad Gable at this point too. Yes. So they have a really able partner on the other side of the ring.
1: They did. Uh, commentary put them over hard too. That if you like tag team wrestling, you're going to love the revival. So I found that to be a positive step. Um, I I I thought this was a great little showcase for them. I, I wish it hadn't been on this show that's on Christmas Eve, but it get. I mean. If you're taking an optimistic view that this is more than just a failsafe for the build the rumble, it's a positive sign for the tag team division that both these guys and also the Rude Gable tag team really kind of gelling as a team in terms of doing kind of this old school tag match really helped them as well in, in a team. I, I liked everything about this, Chris. I know you, for honesty's sake, you did not watch Raw on SmackDown this week as a lot of people didn't have time to do go out of your way to watch this one and then go out on your way to watch the Ronda versus Natalia match. Cause yeah, this was I, I think
0: this the comment I'm about to say still stands, though, which is that Bobby Roode, in my experience watching him in TNA, he's actually a very underrated tag team wrestler. He is yeah. a good TNA champion, but when he's in tag teams, he's a lot of fun, and he understands the differences between tag and singles.
1: I know a lot of people liked him in Beer Money. I really liked his team with Austin Aries.
0: That's what I was about to say. I, I actually find him and Austin Aries as a team together the, to the be dirty quite heels. funny. Yes, yeah. the Dirty Heels. Yes, they were both funny and good.
1: Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Austin Aries, if he had stuck around, that they could have reunited that team at some point because they were really, uh, really good in that. Um, but the the Ronda-Natty match is just another example of how much Ronda is improving. I, I really liked this face-versus-face kind of match where both weren't trying to hurt each other, but both were really trying to win. And you could see... You can see the tension there but they weren't they're going to still continue to build it until one of them turns on the other but they're not going to do it just yet. I thought this was this is a nice little match. This is one of Natty's better outings in a while. I think I think because she gets stuck in these bad feuds and she's not the greatest talker in the world, we forget how good she is in the ring or can be when she's motivated because she hasn't had a lot of great matches of late. Um but Ronda is really starting to put it all together, in terms of even the acting and the emotion during this match.
0: I'm sorry, I don't have anything to add on no, this. No, I know. No, <laughs> no, no. Because I, this is the the build to this was really, really good. Uh, and, and I guess it just sort of speaks to why would you do this on Christmas Eve when you're going to have a match that's important plot-wise. Like this is an important plot match for the Ronda Natty storyline. Probably all the way through WrestleMania, and it just got buried on this week.
1: Yeah, there there was a bit of that going on, because you move over to SmackDown, and Mustafa Ali and Andrade Cien Almas had a match, and Mustafa Ali went over. And I found that very, very interesting, because it's a good match. They still... It's weird because I was talking with Sean Rossap over on Fightful about this. I I did a show. Are they rushing the Mustafa Ali push a little bit? I don't know if they're rushing it because I don't think they're going to pay it off. I don't think because to me, this is such a hot build that you almost have to belt the kid at the end of this whole journey. But I don't think they're going to. So, I feel like they are rushing this a bit to try and get a major babyface name on there and to get us in his good graces. Andrade almost was a guy who needed a chance to show that he, you know, he needed a chance to be shown he could be given a chance. And he impressed guys there. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's still having good matches, but you're just like, man, you remember that first week and what he was and now what he is. And you're just kind of. And now to put over a guy like Mustafa Ali, which could have been a nice... I mean, you're hoping they're not going to do a 50-50 here. I think they're doing okay with trying to make a new star out of Mustafa Ali. It's just one of those things where they are burning a lot of guys' goodwill really quickly in the process. He's already had a visual pin against Daniel Bryan, and now he's pinned Andrade C. and Almas. If you're not going to belt the kid at the end of this... I don't know if he can retain that kind of magic after you cool him off.
0: The only way I can come up with him retaining a bit of that magic is if the way you end this angle is with Mustafa Ali, quote unquote, getting injured and you have Daniel Bryan injure the kid. Like the, the, the point is that this okay. kid is too good and, and Daniel Bryan needs to break him and we further the new Daniel Bryan being a bad person and someone who's willing to do horrible things to people that happened to him that he should have empathy for that he just seems to have a lack thereof I think that could keep Mustafa Ali hot I don't think that's where this is going And I'm just trying to create a scenario where I think he could actually retain some heat and you'd want to see that comeback I worry that he's just going to get beaten
1: relatively cleanly yeah I'm I'm interested in this I I'm I'm still optimistic I, I, I really think they've done a good job with this I think they need to let Ali talk a little bit more to get himself a little bit more over as a character um, I'm gonna I'm going to hold out hope on this until I see how they give him that first loss on the main roster in terms of uh, the loss that he shouldn't have how about that I, I, I right mean, yeah
0: yeah yeah no I think that's fair
1: He had the loss against Daniel Bryan but that's a loss that you're supposed to lose to the champ. Now they're building him back up, and I'm trying to see how, how they do that. So it's a kind of a wait-and-see thing. Uh, we have a new U.S. champ in Rusev, as, as I kind of spoiled last week. Uh, Rusev beat Nakamura for the United States Championship. Looks like they're just going to keep on crowning babyfaces, which is an interesting choice, make us all feel happy. Uh, we'll see what happens with the Rusev act. I, I, I'd love to see this babyface act with Aiden English again. Ain't English not being on TV in a long time. Um, but we'll see how Rusev, as a, as a mid-card champion, does this time around as a babyface.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, he just needs someone to do the talking or to be playing off of. I, I It's weird, because I really like Rusev, and I actually think he's very compelling on camera. It's just the character that he's saddled with doesn't lend itself to driving the plot on its own.
1: Yeah, I'm... Uh... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, again, this is something that you have to wait a couple weeks to see how they handle the aftermath. Yeah, right. No, I agree. So, the one segment I did not like that in the last segment was one of these Vince McMahon pep talks with AJ Styles. Where he wants AJ to, you know, show me you're the animal or whatever. And AJ Styles ends up punching Vince McMahon don't like this for a couple reasons. I don't like the visual of a of a top of the line athlete punching a 73 year old man and I just don't think I don't think McMahon's have the star making power that they think they have anymore. been saying this for a couple of years they've been matching guys against Shane McMahon in events to give those guys the rub and I think people overvalue Shane McMahon's star making capabilities. And I think Vince McMahon in an angle is, is the law of diminishing returns unless he's just a figurehead, so to speak. And I even then, I don't want that. I thought it, I thought it hit its peak after the CM Punk angle. And now, you know, in, in terms of its nadir, I'm not talking like the Austin level heat, but he was great in the CM Punk angle, but he was also bad in the, you remember the Kevin Owens headbutt angle? Right, yeah. Yeah, I you know that didn't do anything for Kevin Owens. I don't think this is going to do much for AJ Styles.
0: Yeah, I, I that sounds right to me. So I guess that means AJ's now a heel as well.
1: No, 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 no. He's just trying to show his ruthless, aggressive side. So I mean, I I don't think he's a heel because God, you don't have any baby faces other than Mustafa Ali then on the on the main event side. But it's one of those things where it's well, you, you
0: have know, Rusev. Well, oh, but True. he's the mid-card champion. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it
1: felt a lot to me like it, it, you've seen Beyond the Mat, the, the documentary. Yeah. The he's going to puke scene from that. It reminded me a lot of that when, he, when he's talking with Darren Drozdov and trying to get, uh, trying to get him to show him the, the puke on command thing that, that Drozdov used to do during football games because he gets so nervous. I remember seeing that live on the field one year because he went to Maryland. I was just like, that's just gross. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it it felt a lot like that. It felt a lot, very contrived, very Vince McMahon trying to, trying to show you he's the great motivator of the company. And you're just like, oh, come on. But so we'll get to things you did watch. You watched uh, NXT. I am here for Bianca Belair. Versus Shayna Baszler. I am so here for this. I am so ready for the two bullies of the block to fight each other. I want this to be an angry feud between the two of them. I am hoping for it. I am happy for Bianca Belair. I am excited to see what she does at a takeover. I've been wanting her on a takeover for a while. I am very excited, Chris.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think that Bianca Belair has a little bit of that Sasha and NXT vibe going now. She, she's she got a mojo going. And this match was a really good match after the quad down. Up to the quad down, it was not so hot. Um, a little still slow. Uh, not not clunky per se just uh, I don't know I, it, I think clunky like people...
1: would be a good word for it though because I mean I, I, I... I get in
0: trouble when I say clunky so I was trying to not go with clunky but but it was a little it was off the timing was bad
1: it, it, it did not have a nice flow to it I, yeah. I, I, I still liked everybody in it I just think they weren't flowing as well as they could have like I liked some of the one-on-one spots with Lacey were were good. It's, it's just when you had the convoluted, all four of them, someone had to be here, someone had to be there. Someone It was like they were like a half second behind from time to time. The uh, the crossbody by Io Shirai onto Bianca Belair, which almost looked like it turned into a, a Samoan drop, so to speak, where Io just landed on the ramp and looked like she landed yeah. on, on uh, Bianca's head. But this this was a match built around Lacey Evans getting a lot of the heat. And so I think it was supposed to be a little bit slower than than, than your usual match. Um, I liked that. And then that second
0: storyline starts coming up after the quad down of Bianca. Really wants this, and she goes for the triple pin attempt, and that continues to be the theme through the second half of the match. I actually thought that the way the match was sort of written out was really crafty and very clever, as you said. Lacey Evans gets the front part of this match, and she's tough, and she. Is made to look very strong in the early phases of that match, and then Bianca turns it on, and she really wants this. I, I liked that. And after the quad down, I thought the execution matched the writing.
1: I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing I did not like in the match, in terms of the story of the match, it is that point where Lacey's been beating up on—I forget if it was EO or or Mia Yim. And then Bianca Belair gets, gets a move on her, and Lacey's kind of like, are you kidding me? I, I would like the more natural thing of having Lacey just kind of stand there and watch Bianca beat up a person for a while to get her out of the way, and then the two of them fight. I, di- I didn't like the I, – I, I hate the spot of, of you're getting you're stealing more stealing damage than me. Yeah, you're stealing my thunder right now thing. I really – that doesn't ring true to me in this kind of match. I, it, it'd be one of those things where the, the the third wheel there would kind of lay back, and if they went for a pin, they'd break it up. But they're not gonna they're not gonna be angry that somebody else is having to exert. Physical aggression against somebody and possibly wear themselves out about it—they're not going to do that. That's the only part that kind of rang a bit false to me.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I mean, it didn't—it wasn't a super important part of the match, but but I'm with you. I, I remember looking at that spot, and kind of going like, eh, I mean, I would have rather have her just attacked Bianca Belair right then and there, just blindsided. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then Heavy Machinery had their championship match for the NXT Tag Team. Wait, wait hold on a second. Center.
0: You forgot about Jackson Riker going up against uh, Mitch something or other.
1: Yeah, I, I did forget about it.
0: You, you, and apparently they forgot to put commentary on it, at least on the version of NXT <laughs> I watched. I, I actually called my own match watching this. And let me tell you, I Mitch has a hell of a backstory in Christopher Brino's version of events
1: the Forgotten Sons don't do much for me so I mean
0: they just have no flavor yeah. and, and like he, he's a fine presence but this match I mean just to real quickly talk about it it was just Kind of an uninspired squash match he didn 't look aggressive like when he was beating up mitch he, I mean the punches in the corner i don 't know it just looked kind of flimsy i i i this should have been an obliteration of this guy I don't, you know Mitch is my hero, and he 's massively overbooked in my version of nXt but like in real nXt he should have been obliterated in probably about twenty seconds because we haven 't really seen Jackson Riker do much
1: true i mean, but we haven 't seen the sons do much other than like the occasional squash we haven 't heard of them talk they don't seem to have many goals they they just seem to be here as a gimmick they don't Um, want to be forgotten they don't want to be forgotten yes and yeah
0: and yet i i know i know (laughs) so let's get to the main event here uh because our boys otis and tucky they turned in at least in my opinion oh man what a great match this is this is a very very fun match otis's hot tag is a great hot tag
1: he he needs the thing is though he needs to be both the hot tag and the baby face in peril cuz he's great at both.
0: Yeah, he is great at both. I, although I will say Tucker, I I loved the story of the match. Instead of focusing on a limb, they just hit that really really big ugly looking back body drop spot to the outside yeah. and that knocked the wind out of Tucker and I just like that's a very simple wrinkle but but it's a good one. I liked that. You know who's not an Otis Dozovich fan? Who? Joe Lanza. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are in a fight. X2 times two. It's now now There are two more things we are fighting about now.
1: Um, I really liked this. If this is their swan song, if this is their going away, looking strong in defeat like this, I liked that Otis was kind of playing the, I'm going to keep swinging until I can't swing, and then that, that final... That final blow by the Undisputed Era to just knock him out. I thought that was great. Yeah, this is definitely their best match they've had. This is the kind of match that, I mean, right now Heavy Machinery to me are kind of that team like Cass and and Enzo were before they got called up. They were the team that you were expecting them to get at least that ceremonial tag team run that didn't. And now you see what the main roster is going to do with these guys. And I'll be interested in it because it's obvious that they kind of like Tucker Knight because he was asked to come to the uh, world's greatest Royal Rumble. And I think Otis is going to be that. And once he does that, once Vince sees that worm the first time, he's never going to not be able to do it again.
0: I think that's true. But I think that there's a real chance that Otis gets over with the crowd more broadly, not just on the worm, but on that hot tag. These guys are really athletic. Uh, These guys are really strong. They move well. This is a very, very good team. I I revised my grade up on Heavy Machinery after this match.
1: I I would agree. I mean, to me, I I thought their ceiling was comedy tag team for the most part. But, I mean, if you really – I mean, it's a little bit like the New Day. They kind of settle for the New Day to be the sports entertainment, happy-go-lucky, do your gyrations, get a couple of, you know, sneaky Dublon tendre's in there, you know – but if they re- if they would just give them a bit of an edge, they'd be like money making machines. I think I think Heavy Machinery could be a real tough guy tag team if they don't fall in line. I mean, but you saw on the on the promo video, it's like. We like to go out there and entertain people, and you're just like, oh, God, no, I just want you to beat up people. That's all I want.
0: Yeah, I-, I want stakes and weights only as heels. Like, the only thing they're interested is working out, and if you interrupt them in the gym or anything, that's it. You're now in a fight with heavy machinery, and they want to obliterate you.
1: Like, they will I- turn you into a steak if you interrupt their right. workout. That yeah,
0: kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 that because I, I, I agree with you. I, I worry that you know we get zany Otis, and, and Otis is plenty zany. I, I, I like when he, like, when he chuffs after <laughs> like right when they were like squaring off in the ring before the match started. He's just like ha ha, like I mean he, so much energy from this guy. So much yeah, energy.
1: I, I don't. I, I, I want, it's that bushwhackers sheepherders conundrum. Where it's like you know these two big guys can be ass kickers, but at the same time they could be walking down doing a wacky dance and licking people's faces and stuff for the enjoyment of children, and you're just like, which one are you gonna get? And you get a little nervous about it. So I watched NXT UK. Did you?
0: I did not. No. Oh, no, no, that's I'm right. Still, you're your boycotting. S- yeah, guy I'm yet. still. I'm. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting until. <laughs> It's not a boycott because that would have to be more mindful. This is just uh, I moved on with my life until takeover.
1: Well, as always, uh, the second episode always better than the first. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, that's debut. not always true. Uh, I thought it was. Maybe I'm no, wrong. Maybe, that's, no, no, the I first like... episode's always better than the second up until that? It,
0: it was. It was at least for the first four or five okay. weeks there. Yeah. Well,
1: there's always one episode that's a bit stronger.
0: Yes, that's uh, certainly true.
1: I really liked Deanna Perazzo versus uh, Rhea Ripley. I I think uh, this is kind of the role they're going to have Deanna Perrazzo in despite the fact that many, many want her to be NXT Women's Champion. I think she's going to be one of those great glue people in NXT that help the younger stars that are PC products, so to speak. Um, One of Deanna's better showings since signing with the NXT brand, in my opinion. Um, very underutilized in some ways, but there's a, there's a glut up top. So we'll see what happens with all the reshuffling. Um, they announced that there will be an NXT UK takeover Blackpool, which, uh, and the first match will be Tony storm versus Rhea Ripley. I think that's going to be pretty darn good. I'm going to be fascinated to see if they decide to belt Tony storm here. Cause you, cause you had her win the Mae Young classic. You had to come up
0: short against Rhea Ripley already.
1: You had to come up short against Rhea Ripley already, and she could be very, very marketable. She checks a lot of boxes for WWE in, in, and also in the NXT UK brand. I tend to lean towards they're going to keep the heat on on Rhea here, but I'm 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 interested in. it. I'll see how the build goes. Um, then uh. God, I can't even remember anything. Oh, uh, Marcel Barthel faced Mark Andrews. Our boy Marcel debuted in, in NXT UK. Okay. Formed, formed an alliance with... Um, uh, Eichner? Uh, Eichner. Uh, so it looks like we're going to be getting a bit of a, a ring conf light, so to speak. I My my joke was, well, you have the German and you have the Italian. Now I want a t- Hideo Itami to join the th- with the three of them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for a little World War II humor.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an, an axis of evil, if you will. An
1: axis of evil. Um, but it looks like they're going to become kind of a unit there, uh, which I, I find interesting. Um, yeah, and, and you know, the Jordan Devlin match I recall being very, very good. I can't recall who he was against at the moment. And uh, yeah, there was also a Joe Coffey versus Lagero match that, that went on for a while. That was pretty darn good. Um, again, it, it's very What's my good boy stuff. Eddie
0: Dennis up to?
1: Oh, Eddie Dennis had a match as well. Uh, they're building up the the feud between him and Dave Mastiff. Uh I think for takeover, I think that's where the blow up will be. Uh Eddie Dennis is still kind of screaming and and wanting his due and still um still in need of of some new gear as I noted for the Chris Novembrino types. Um yeah. So so that's Wait, what's wait going a, on. am
0: I the only constituency on Eddie Dennis's No, gear? Uh, no, no like, I, I I was the same. It, I, I okay I, dis- I just want to make sure that I, it's was, not a constituency you, you, of me
1: no it, it it's not, but people who think like you who who don't want to watch the progression but still have the same opinions
0: sure, sure <laughs> <laughs> well wait wait wait, there hasn't been a progression in his outfit, so i mean no. there there's yeah, so there you go
1: no, he still looks like he's going to play pickup ball at the y, okay um but they're going to build these matches I don't. We'll see how NXT takeovers compare to U.S. takeovers. That, that's going to be the interesting thing to me. Because this feels like a very cold product, but it's also not made for American fans. So I'm wondering, again, I, I want some U.K. fans to tell me, Are you? is this an exciting development for you guys to the point where it's like a, like, for American fans, NXT takeovers are travel shows. Is this a travel show for the average U.K. wrestling fan? Or is it just another card that's kind of taken away from what could be a great progress card or something? I don't know the UK fandom well enough to be able to to say to have an uh, educated opinion. So write me at Crap Game Thirteen and copy Chris as well, and let us know if we're off on this, or if or if this is just you know just some more product for you guys that you guys are just digesting, or 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 is the UK really hyped for NXT UK?
0: I have a secondary question here to add on to this, which is, okay. would a WWE wrestler, even from the main roster, be a needle mover for you to go to an NXT UK TakeOver show? So, like, let's say, I, I'm just throwing this out there, like an AJ Styles was on the TakeOver card. Would that be the difference maker for you?
1: I think that would be a yes. You, really you'd have to think, think so, right? I gotta think, like, an AJ Styles or a Seth Rollins on an NXT UK TakeOver Taking on Pete Dunn or something? Hell yeah, that's a needle mover.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so as well. Um, so I mean, that that could be a tweak that they make. Maybe not this time, but going forward here, because I, I do would have worry. To, like but it would have
1: to be a but would have to be a main main guy. It to be right, one of yeah, the like big, Daniel
0: Bryan, Seth Daniel Rollins, Bryan, AJ Seth Styles, Rollins. a workhorse guy too.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think you're exactly correct on that. Like if you saw. I would even go so low as possibly even Dolph Ziggler taking it on Pete Dunne. was funny. Dunn. I was
0: just thinking Ziggler, too. Ziggler is the exact sort of guy who could go to NXT UK and with the spotlight smaller and more focused on him, actually shine a bit more.
1: Dude, I know it's not a needle mover, but give me Tyler Breeze versus Pete Dunne at this point. I'll, d- I'll take that.
0: Yeah, not a needle mover, but certainly a feast for the eyes.
1: Yep. So what? anything else in the WWE you want to talk about this week?
0: Uh, not that I can think of, no, no.
1: So next week we'll have some semblance of either an award show or a prediction show or something, because again they're they're taping they're taping matches this week to show on Monday and Tuesday. So we'll kind of uh, we'll kind of read the spoilers and pick and choose from there. I think um, I think next year will probably be a year in review for NXT. Don't quote me on that
0: next week not yeah. we're not just going to do all year uh, 52 weeks of a year in review i think that would be a, a hard show
1: no 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 i think i no i think no i think NXT is doing a clip show that's Oh we'll okay
0: see. yeah yeah oh well that would sure be bad i'm not sure they have too. a
1: live show or not but uh, yes. we'll see but we'll, we'll plan something and we may record something for the patreon this weekend or over the holidays uh we'll see in particular thing but you can follow me at crapgame13 you can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes and you can follow Chris at.
0: You can follow me at C H R I S N O V E M B R I N O. My other show is Don't Worry About the Government. Our homepage is don'tworry.tv, but that's down right now. So if you want to hear the podcast, go to patreon.com slash D W A T G. I hope to get the main page and thus the iTunes and Stitcher feed running again. But tech support over the holidays is a little bit tricky. So we're still ironing a few things out. And my. My other other show is the All in the Family podcast, which you can find at theallinthefamilypodcast dot com.
1: Note from me going into the new year: I want to thank those of you who have stuck with us um, through all the changes. Um, obviously, Rob leaving the show—the sh-
0: Chris Novembrino effect.
1: <laughs> well, the show's the show's different now. It's not it's uh, Rob built this show from the ground up. I came along with yeah, him did. and then he left because he just wasn't interested in the product anymore. He just didn't have the time. He was married. He just wanted to do other things and we miss Rob greatly, but I want to thank all the listeners who stuck with us while I transitioned doing a few solo shows. And now with Chris coming on board, um, just want to thank you for the support in 2018. Hope that 2019 is, is a good year as well. Great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Kuhn, on Total Engagement.
2: Go to any podcast platform to listen today.